man, I really would have enjoyed last night's debate if it wasn't, you know, the destruction of our own country. You know, if I were watching it in Russia, I guess I would have been laughing the whole time. Being an American and watching was a good night uh, for the Democrats. It was not a good night for America. Uh, there was uh, some pretty, some pretty obvious things that maybe we should all talk about as Americans because I'm not sure everybody's like, oh yeah, well that was obvious. Yeah, no, I got it. He's a communist. <laughs> we should talk, and we'll do that in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. Joseph lives in New Jersey, but he almost died in New York City. He was struck by a van while crossing the street one day. Uh, fortunately for him, he lived to uh, tell the tale. Unfortunately for him, he had suffered severe and frequent pain for years afterwards, and uh, he really didn't think there was going to be any hope for him. That's when he heard about Relief Factor. He, decide in, he decided in desperation to give it a try, and a funny thing happened. All of a sudden, he could play with his children again without saying, let Daddy lie down for a minute. He could do everyday chores. He could do yard work again. I mean, they, you know, there are some drawbacks, <laughs> some consequences of getting well. It's kind of like, you know, Harvey Weinstein. Hey, your back's feeling better. Good, you're going to Rikers Island. So I don't recommend this for Harvey Weinstein. Um, you know, or if you just don't want to do chores or yard work again, but if you're like me and you just want your life back, do what Joseph did. Take it. I don't know what it's like getting hit by a truck, but there were days that I felt like I was hit by a truck. And Relief Factor helped that go away for me and for Joseph. He got his life back. 70% of the people who start taking Relief Factor go on to purchase more every single month, and it's nineteen ninety five for the three-week quick start. So do it now. If you want a drug-free, natural way to get your life back, ease your pain, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Welcome to the the program. Tonight at 9 p.m., a very, very important broadcast, a broadcast about Bernie Sanders, who he really, truly is. He is a communist, plain and simple, and I think Americans, I hope Americans are beginning to see this. He is not your friendly neighborhood Swedish socialist. He's not. He may call himself a Denmark-loving democratic socialist, but he is a communist and the spearhead of a very dangerous movement that is much larger than him. The radicals, the communist revolutionary roots that run deep and strong, not just in him, but all of the people around him. There is a very big difference between Barack Obama and Bernie Sanders. Many of us knew, you know, you could not sit in Jeremiah Wright's church and listen to Jeremiah Wright and... It'd be okay. Even if you were only there for 20 years? Yeah. <laughs> Even mean, if you only did it and had him over and you credit him <laughs> of bringing you to Jesus. Right. Yeah. No. Wow. Uh, you couldn't be well. But there was a difference. We saw Barack Obama for the Marxist that was bringing the radicals into the Democratic Party and into the government. Okay. What Barack Obama didn't do and the radicals that were in the administration have told me this now 
the reason why that that fell apart, the reason why Barack Obama is not the end all and be all now for the for the people who brought him in the office, the reason why he had huge crowds before and then nothing in the second term, it's because he used all of the advisors of Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party. Okay. He didn't bring the radicals in with him. Sure, he brought people like Van Jones, uh, Anita Dunn, etc. those people that did have those roots. But for the most part, the main structure came from the Democratic Party. And so they tamed him. Bernie Sanders is not that guy. Bernie Sanders himself says, you know, the, the target is the not just Donald Trump or the Republican Party. It's the Democratic Party as well. This guy is surrounded by radical, revolutionary Marxists, uh, Islamicist, really dangerous people. Now, we wrote this special tonight, honestly, for my daughter, my daughter. She uh, she told me a couple of weeks ago, she said, Dad, I, I can't vote for Donald Trump. And I'm like, well, let's sit down and talk about that. I, can understand. I can't do it, Dad. And I understand people who say, you know, I just I think he's reckless or what. I get it. I get it. I don't agree with you anymore, but I do get it. And I do have my own concerns. But they're nothing like Bernie Sanders. And the problem is is that even we have been a problem with this. We have looked at Barack Obama and said, the guy's a Marxist, he's a nightmare. And we were wrong, not on the direction, not who he was surrounding with himself with, but we were wrong about the things that he got done. Not because he didn't want to, but because he decided to moderate. He's just as radical as Bernie Sanders. He doesn't like America and what it is, uh, uh, you know, its history as much as Bernie Sanders. He wants the reversal of the Constitution into a, a uh, charter of uh, positive liberties instead of a charter of negative liberties, exactly the way Bernie Sanders does. But he didn't pull the trigger. Bernie Sanders will. He will. And so for us to be able to convince people, we have to be able to say to them, look, I understand. And I know you said that you heard us say Barack Obama is the worst. And yes, he believes these things, but he didn't do all of them. Bernie Sanders will do these things. He's not backing off. Who in their right mind can't say anything nice about United States or last night. He couldn't say anything nice about Israel. But he can come up with nice things to say about uh, about Cuba's revolutionaries and the Castros. What are you crazy? He's not budging. He's a Soviet lover. He's a communist lover. He says he's against dictators. Well, yeah, he's against He's against fascists. He is anti-fascist because he's pro-communist. It's the same thing that happened in the 1930s. Oh, I'm anti-fascist. Yeah, well, you're just for a totalitarian state run by you under the guise of international socialism. 
Hitler is a fascist. Okay, fine. He's a national socialist. It's the same story. I want you to watch this today. And I want you to watch this with your family. I want you to watch this and encourage those people that they think that, you know, Bernie Sanders is this funny little Larry David guy. The time for us to making of us making him into Larry David is over. It's over. You must take him seriously. Um, because he means it. And he's not funny. And tonight you will see it. Now, it's going to be live, only live, uh, on um, YouTube, uh, on the Blaze TV, Blaze TV's YouTube channel. And you'll be able to watch it there for free if any of your friends are like, I'm not giving my money to Glenn Beck. Fine, they can watch it for free there. The archive is not going to be available on YouTube, so they have to watch it live there. Now, if you're a Blaze subscriber, you can watch it live on blazetv.com slash Glenn. But you'll also be able to join it late and watch it from the beginning. You'll be able to, you know, watch it in archives um, because we will we will make sure that Blaze has all uh, all access to this. We have also done something new. Do we have the do we have the share part activated yet on the new? Uh, on the new app, we will check on that. Okay, we should we should have. I don't know if it's ready yet. Um, we're turning this this new app on one piece at a time. Google, for some reason, uh, they they still don't. They still haven't approved everything. Everything was in on time when it was supposed to. We had a green light. Well, otherwise, we wouldn't have launched it uh, without everybody being able to say yes, I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have all of the apps up now except. If you happen to have a Google product uh, and they won't talk to us about why they're waiting on it, but they're waiting. Uh, so hopefully that'll be fixed by today, but you'll be Fun able process. to, yeah, it's in process. You'll be able to watch it now at blaze TV, uh, dot com slash Glenn 9 PM tonight is when we do it live. What was your, what was the cost of getting Bernie to essentially do commercials for you on national television last night for the special crazy? It's amazing because he's talking about all the stuff that you have coming up here and he's trying now to come up with a cover story for all of it. And it's not, I don't think he's going to, I don't, he's, he's, his the people around him. He doesn't have, you know, the um, uh, the Rahm Emanuel's around him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the Democrats around him. He is surrounded. Wait until you see his policy advisors. Wait until you see his his campaign managers and, mm. and you see all of the people around him. They are crazy, crazy. And this is why they don't feel the need to fire people who are praising gulags. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, there's and threatening violence. Yeah. Because it's, you know, well, it's, we all, we know a thousand of people like that. It's no big deal. They don't feel the need to cover that stuff in, in many ways because it's been so common to their life. Everybody around them is that type of person. So come on, you guys are overreacting. Everybody's like this a little bit, right? No. So I just got a, a note from the uh, Blaze app crew. It looks like uh, we can. The share is active now, which means for the first time, if you're watching something on Blaze TV, you're going to be able to highlight it and share it to your friends. And they'll be able to watch 
a part of of that special. They won't be able to watch all of it, but they can watch part of that special. That's cool. Uh, this is going to be so, pretty cool. Yeah, and also on social media, uh, we are going to be tweeting out all of the video segments that we're doing. So there's this is this one is really information heavy, uh, and you're going to see video that mainstream media doesn't care to share with you. You're going to see the people in their own words. You're going to see them over in Iran and what they're saying about America. You're going to see them plotting revolutions around the world. You're going to see them in their own meetings talking about what they really, truly believe in. Tonight, 9 p.m. Now, we're going to start with Bernie Sanders and the debate and the things that he said. Crazy. Also, I felt really bad for Joe Biden last night. Really? You're really bad. I mean, I don't, it's hard to say, it's hard because I think he's a bad guy who has really hurt national security and what he did in China and Ukraine, et cetera. But he's, last night, he reminded me of my grandpa when everybody was talking to him about, dad, we took the keys away. Okay. We took the keys away. You can't drive your truck anymore. And he'd be like, I, I'm fine driving my truck. I, I, I know what I'm doing. In fact, I have the keys in my pocket. Okay, I don't have the keys in my pocket, but I left the keys. Why are we talking about keys again? It, it, mm-hmm. When he was defending himself last night, it was so obvious that he's completely out of touch. He's completely, he's losing it. I felt really bad that this guy who... You know, has had a distinguished career. I don't agree with anything, but he's going to be remembered as a bumbling idiot. I mean, I I want my family, and they did. They talked to me about 10 years ago. When I start to talk nonsense and I look like a fool, tell me so I can get out. Oh, you should have told me. I would have let you know a long time ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. like 2005. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you don't want to go out like that. No, I know and what you mean. he looked horrible well, last night one of the reasons people were telling him not to run yes right? you're, you're not up to this challenge yeah and by the way uh his debate performance last night was reviewed well this is like the best one he's had out of the 10 i think i think he was at least aggressive in it i think that there is a panic now in some member with some members of the press they're like ah, oh, can we stop saying bad things about anybody else but bernie sanders please I think there's a panic, and they've done it to themselves again. Again, they've done it to themselves. More on the debate and the actual audio in case you missed it. I mean, what were you doing? Do you have a life or something? Coming up in just a second. All right, I want to talk to you about NetSuite. Uh, This thing is changing our lives uh, at The Blaze. People who run successful companies know that in order to grow faster, you have to have the right tools. And if you don't know the numbers of your business, you don't know your business. If you want to take your company from 2 million to 10 million or from 10 million to hundreds of million in revenue, NetSuite by Oracle is where you want to start. NetSuite is going to give you the tools you need to turbocharge your growth. With NetSuite, you get a full picture of your business, finance, inventory, HR, customers, It's everything you need to grow all in one place, and you can access it right from your phone or your computer. It's going to give you the visibility and control you need to make the right decisions and grow with confidence. I'm going to say something that's not in the script here for me to to tell you. We're using it now at The Blaze. I wish I had this tool 10 years ago. 
um, NetSuite, uh, Oracle, when they when they um, developed this, they started at first with the smaller, you know, smallish businesses. Somebody's making two million plus, um, and they started there, and then it grew, and they decided, you know what, concentrate on the coasts, and let's get these big Fortune five hundreds, and so all the Fortune five hundreds uh, got it. And they've really had a change of mind recently of, okay, we have all that, but that's not servicing the country. What about the heartland? I'm only bringing this up because here's a company that is really, they understand and they're recognizing you. They're recognizing me. They're recognizing the entrepreneurs that are actually the ones who build the future. And I was so impressed uh, with them uh, f- forget about the product i was so impressed with the way they talk about you the center of the country and how they know that if we're going to go to the next level as a nation we can't forget the people who are doing it every day in the center of the country yeah they got silicon valley but silicon valley is not america that's a part of america the bulk of american business is happening where you live Okay, let me just tell you, get get the um, brochure on this, get all of the information, uh, have a meeting, schedule a meeting with NetSuite, uh, with NetSuite, get a demonstration of this, it'll blow your mind, a dashboard, it'll show you all of your numbers in one place, netsuite.com slash Beck, that's netsuite.com slash Beck, turbo your business with netsuite.com slash Beck, 10 seconds, station ID. All right, so let's let's look at. Uh, well, first of all, can you give me your overall feeling, uh, Stu? I walked away thinking Joe Biden. If there were a trap door, uh, Tom Tom uh, Steyer would have been the, the the America would have pushed the button on him, and he would have ah, behind the podium right. and gone through the trap door. Mm-hmm. I think Bloomberg might have been hit on that trap door. Uh, last night. He hasn't done well yeah. in these debates. Warren. Better than the first one, I thought, though. Warren, I think, might have hit the trap door. Uh, Klobuchar <laughs> might have hit the trap door. Who's, who's, I mean, there's nobody left. You're going to leave here. Buttigieg. That's it. And Buttigieg, I thought, I, actually, if I wasn't aware of who he was or aware of politics and what's really going on, if I was just like, I don't watch this thing because I got to vote for somebody tomorrow. I think Buttigieg would have appealed to me. I do, honestly, you look at this field, and it's just hard to understand how they don't think he's the best candidate. Right. And I, the only conclusion I can come to is that Democrats hate, hate gay people. They don't like gay people. They won't accept well, a gay president. I think president. that there is a very, very... Uh, there, to me, there was a lot of dog whistles mm. that I heard mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of this cloaked anti-homosexual language you could see it i, I could see it. i mean i've you know look all you have to do is just go to some of their meetings or just listen to them <laughs> and you can hear they're i mean all... they're not saying it outwardly but they're saying i hate gay people i want to drag them all behind trucks that's what i think america you know the democrats in america are saying oh i think so too it's clear yeah there's the only explanation i mean in all honesty you look at this field they're either 114 years old, uh, socialists, both, or Pete Buttigieg. 
And he's not exactly like a, a conservative. He's not even a, he's not even close to a moderate. No, he's more he's more to the left. Every single candidate on that stage is to the left of Barack Obama. I have to tell you. So the, I mean, it, it's Judge it, was the only one. At least that, he could speak. Right, and he was the only one that at times when everybody was having literally it was like a bad nursing home nightmare at times. I thought they were going to start throwing rot walkers and canes <laughs> at each other. It was bad. There was just a bunch of old nasty, angry, old people up there. You know, it was like grumpy old men without any of the laughs. And Buttigieg would just once in a while go, uh, this is why I think everybody's going to hate the Democratic Party. And you'd be like, right. right. <laughs> That's what we're all thinking. I, I'm glad you said that because I really, I thought I might be alone last night thinking he's the only guy. Trump could go on his, you know, on his rants and if you have Buttigieg, I don't know how you, I don't know how he does against Donald Trump because he wasn't playing everyone's anger game last night, and it seemed reasonable and well, less chaotic. And look, if you, you're going trying to throw a Bernie Sanders who's going to yell back at Donald Trump uh, against Trump is Trump is better at that. You might as well try a different approach. Uh, I mean, look, look. <laughs> All right, you walk into a casino, belly up to the poker table. Dealer tells you buy-in is $2,316 to play the hand. Do you put the chips down? If you're smart, the answer is no, you don't. But that is the average loss from a single break-in of your home. 2500 bucks. Are you, why do you roll the dice? Why do you put your chips down? Maybe it's because you think that burglar alarms are a hassle. They're long contracts. You're going to be ripped off. Look, all of that used to be true. Not with Simply Safe. Simply Safe right now is extraordinarily affordable. Really, really. Let me tell you this. The guy who um, used to uh, be the head of my detail, my protection detail, was just raving about Simply Safe. He put it into his own home. Hmm. I mean, a guy who really knows security, he put it into his own home and was raving about it just to me yesterday. It's inexpensive, no contracts. It's simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Tonight on Glenn TV, it's the Wednesday special. You get it on blazetv.com and Blaze TV's YouTube at 9 p.m. Eastern. Bernie's Radicals, the fires of revolution. Welcome to the uh, the Glenn Beck program. It was quite a night last mm. night. And if you think that Bernie Sanders is just a Swedish socialist, nope, Don't he's wait. not. You'll notice that he is, he's really getting angry at all of the people who are pushing him because the Democrats... They accepted him and his... They know who he is. They know who he They've is. They've always known. They've always known. And they've allowed him to get away with it because he could help. Uh, now that they are freaking out that this guy is an actual Soviet. I mean, as Pete Buttigieg said yesterday, we're really going to have this debate. We're going to spend the next six months defending Castro? Who's <laughs> <laughs> not even alive, by the way? Right. I mean... It, good point. It's uh, crazy. It is crazy. Um Bernie Sanders is. Did you notice the anger he gets? He's not backing down, uh, and he gets yeah. real, really angry and frustrated when you challenge any of his gods of big government. Mm -hmm. Yes, 
Well, he was chastising the audience last night when he was when he started in on on the education system that Fidel Castro was so great with in Cuba, and he got some moans in the audience over that. Really, really? Yes, really, uh, Bernie. We're we're kind of irritated with you bringing up Fidel Castro's <laughs> education program. But literacy isn't that good. I love that too. It's like the yeah. Liter- so was the Autobahn. Yeah, and nobody's it, praising Hitler. No, the Volkswagen, Volkswagen was, is was, great. Was, yeah. Was great. Yeah, you know the literacy system in particular as well with Cuba. First of all, Cuban literacy was very high before Castro got there. Secondly, the literacy system uh, system that they put in was largely a program to pr- present communist propaganda it was yeah. basically mm-hmm. forcing people to read yes read Liter- what? read propaganda literacy was it was already the most literate country in all of uh south american latin america mm-hmm. okay yeah. it was yeah. way ahead they would have gotten there without without fidel they were already mm-hmm. there yeah. Yeah. Stu is right what it was is these are the things you can read and you go to jail if you don't read right. these things so people got literate right. and <laughs> yeah. by the way in other latin american countries where they didn't have communism they surpassed cuba mm-hmm. over the years mm-hmm. they caught them they were behind them then they caught them and they surpassed them Shocking. in literacy let me let me just uh, play cut 24 here bernie campaign manager defends castro remarks listen to this he's talking there about education solely for the sake of indoctrination and that's a context that I think uh, that's why many people are looking at what Bernie Sanders are saying and they have problems with it. What do you say to that? There is there is no candidate on that stage who has been harsher on authoritarians than Bernie Sanders, including oh, Fidel Castro. And you have to ignore <laughs> the first half of his statement where he criticized the authoritarian nature of mm. that regime. You have to ignore the, the comments that have been made by other Democrats. You have to ignore a lot, and you have to ignore a better track record of going after authoritarianism around the world that Bernie Sanders has compared to every other candidate on that stage. What are you mm. talking about? What, what are you talking about? He's praised He's so praised many, them all. Yeah, he praised them all. And by the way, you know, for this, for this Democratic socialist, and I'm sure you'll go into this on the special uh, tonight, Glenn, but for this Democratic socialist, the examples he picks to praise are almost exclusively revolutionary socialists. Mm-hmm. They're not democratic socialists. I mean, the only one you'd even come close to would be uh, Venezuela, where there's some evidence of that. But things like Nicaragua, the Soviet Union, Cuba, these are revolutions. And let me ask you this, revolutionaries. Anybody who says, well, communism, it's just not done, you know, the right way. It's just not <laughs> the wrong people get in. The first guy, like Hugo Chavez, if he wouldn't have died, have you looked at Bernie Sanders? If he didn't die, everything would be okay. Bernie Sanders ain't going to make it eight years, okay? He's not going to make it eight years. Is that a medical opinion? That's a medical opinion. Uh, Look, look, look. I don't think he's going to make it eight years. I mean, he did have a heart attack three months ago on stage and will not release his medical records. So it's not without uh, evidence that you're worried about that. So what is your long-term strategy? And... You know, the subtitle of this uh, of this show, at least internally, is show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You have to look at the people around. You know, Lenin, he was great. It was Stalin that was bad. Well, Stalin was the number two. And Lenin was not great. He wasn't great. Lenin was a nightmare that murdered four million Soviets. So four million Russians. Yeah, but four, mil- four, four million. Four million. That's not twenty like Stalin. <laughs> Neither is it a hundred and fifty million like uh, Biden told us about last night with the gun violence. Holy now, to cow. me, that's too many. Okay, 
Well, <laughs> the I think that's since 2007, much. if 150 million Americans have died at the hands of guns, he's got me there. Okay, Here it is. I'm done. Here it is. I'm out. Here it is. Cut 15. Every day in our country, over 100 people die from gun violence. You all have plans, I know, on this stage to address the gun crisis, but Congress has not been able to pass a major gun legislation in a quarter of a century. And just think about this. In those 25 mm-hmm. years, we've had Columbine, Newtown, Parkland, Las Vegas. We could go on and on. Vice President yeah. Biden, I want to start with you. Why should anyone have faith that you're the one who can get this done now? Because I'm the only one that ever got it done nationally. I beat the NRA twice. I got assault weapons banned. I got magazines that could not hold more than 10 rounds in them. I got them eliminated, except we had a thing called an election with hanging chads in Florida, and it was not reauthorized. In addition to that, I passed the Brady Bill with waiting periods. I led that fight. But my friend to my right and others have, in fact, also given to the gun manufacturers absolute immunity. Imagine if I stood here and said we give immunity to drug companies, we give immunity to tobacco companies. That has caused carnage on our streets. 150 million people have been killed since 2007 wow. by burning bullets to exempt the gun wow. manufacturers from liability. I don't want liability for I want liability for guns manufacturers of 150 million Americans have been killed since 2007. What, wow. what I love about that is he meant it because he goes on to say it's more than all the wars. Yeah, yeah, it is. That that's number a is lot. Higher. That's a high number. 150 million. Do we you know, know that's, that's like, crazy? Do we know the actual number? It's 100,000 a month. <laughs> It's like uh, three thousand an hour or something. It's it's uh, it's right? outrageous, and I and I, I want to draw the stop. line at one hundred. Look, here is the thing: when they say well, you are giving them li- uh, no liability, imagine if we did that for drug companies. Well, we wouldn't do that for drug companies because if I am taking the product as directed as it is prescribed to me, mm-hmm. and I am taking it that way, and it kills me, <laughs> it is their problem. <laughs> Now, if a gun, if I'm using it and shooting it, it would be called a backfire, and it backfires on me, they do have liability because I was using the gun as intended, the right way, the way they say it's to be used. Now, nowhere, nowhere do they say this is to be used to go out because you're high on crack or you want your crack money Mm -hmm. and you're going to shoot people. That can be used for that, but that's not why they're making those. You can use them for sporting. You can use them for self-defense. You can use them for war. You can also use them to rob places. That's not according to the manufacturer. Nowhere in the instruction manual does it say, by the way, you should keep this in the back of your shirt when you walk into the bank. (laughs) Okay? No. No, Tobacco. You're using the product as directed, and it is causing you to die. A little bit there's, different. There's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. The um, actual number would probably be, you know, uh, murders, like 15,000 well, yeah, well, a year. It, the actual, mo- so he was 400 times too high on the but number. But only 400 But only 400 times. Only 400 times above now, the he's actual including, number. And he's, he's including, I'm sure, uh, suicides, murders. Yeah, that's everything. Yeah, so that's everything. What, 36,000 a year or whatever? Yeah, it's thir- yeah, right around there. 373,000 over 10 years. Okay. That's including all suicides and everything else. He said 150 million. There was a number, however, from the FBI that said there was 1.5 million aggravated assaults in that timeline. 
So maybe hey, that's, that's what he close, was though. No. Who even, yeah, even that. Maybe he just misread the number I by know. a couple I, zeros. Well, not if he's pudding. thrown in the war time number. Time for my pudding. Time for pudding. I'm telling you. <laughs> he's he's in trouble. He's in, he's tr- in trouble. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. Again, and, we, and and people will say, oh, you're just being critical of, you know, the Democrats. Like, I don't see that with by, with uh, with Warren or Sanders or I don't see that same. There's a, no. there's a, there's something separate going on with Joe Biden. That's scary, yeah, it frankly. Scary. It's scary. It's sad. And sad. Yeah, it is. It's sad. sad. It is. Uh-huh. Let me go to uh, another sad performance. Cut 16, please. Here's Amy Klobuchar <laughs> about her Uncle Dick. Um, I have the bill. Anyone can check it out to close the boyfriend loophole. Also, to close the Charleston loophole is another bill that's out there, universal background checks. But let me say how we win this. We've got to win in the middle of the country. And while everyone talks about winning rural areas, suburban areas, I'm the only one up here with the receipts that is actually repeatedly, while being for the assault weapon ban, won in Republican congressional districts over and over again, including Michelle Bachman's district. So have Having someone that can lead the ticket, that can bring people with her, is the way you get gun safety legislation. I look at these proposals and say, do they hurt my Uncle Dick in the deer stand? They do not. And so coming from a proud hunting state and still being able to pass this legislation is going to be the key. Okay, so uh, first of all, I don't know how you do it, except you put them in isolation chambers. Everybody's in a soundproof booth, and their mic goes off. That would be great. It would be great. Just your mic goes off, and you're still talking in that booth. Nobody's listening It's to like you. when you mute someone on Twitter. They keep yep. they might be insulting you, but you don't know it. You don't know it. Mm-hmm. You don't know it. I think that's the way it should be done. Um, she's actually right, but she's talking about the progressives. You have to understand, Barack Obama was a Marxist revolutionary. Then he aged, and he, what was it Van Jones said? Drop the radical pose for the radical ends. Okay? So mm-hmm. he became a progressive. And Bernie Sanders is not a progressive. What Amy Klobuchar here is saying is, look, we have to be able to talk to my Uncle Dick in the deer stand. Uh, we have to be able to get those people. What the radicals are now saying, what the Democratic Party is now starting to embrace is the death of progressivism. It is now the revolutionary. It doesn't matter. Jam it through. Get it done. We're right. Well, that's not very democratic. That's not very democratic. But they don't care. They're no, tired they of waiting. It's it's like it's it's like the communist insurgent book that you found from France. Oh, it's kind of like yeah, that. The coming it? insurrection. Yeah, it's like oh. that. Uh, the the progressives in this country are tired of waiting, and and they're just jumping on the Bernie bandwagon, saying, "Just do it, Bernie. Just do it. Yes, just finish the total transformation that you're talking about. Finish He's going to transform job. this country. Well, Obama started it. He plans to finish it. Could we please play um, Warren, uh, where she was talking about uh, cut nine, where she was talking about Bloomberg. Senator Warren, that is a very serious charge that you leveled at the mayor. Yes. You told a woman to get an abortion. What evidence do you have of that? Uh, her own words. And Mayor Bloomberg, could you respond to this? I this never is- said it. Period. End of story. Look. Categorically never said it when it was accused, when I was accused of doing it. We couldn't figure out so, what, what she was talking what about. She said, <laughs> what she said was that Bloomberg, when she said, I'm pregnant, I have to go, he said, just kill it. May I ask what the problem is? Yeah. We're supposed to celebrate our abortions. 
Yeah. Why? Why is it offensive mm. if the woman wants to keep her baby? It suddenly is a baby. But if you want to kill it, it's nothing. That doesn't make any logical sense. I don't understand how Warren has a problem with someone saying, just kill it if you want to celebrate your abortion. Mm-hmm. Pat Grand Leash. Thanks, Pat. Available wherever you can get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Don't want to forget Bernie's Radicals, The Fires of Revolution, the Wednesday night special tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, Blaze TV. All right. Um, let me let me tell you um, about Car Shield. Car Shield is something that's going to save you a ton of money. If your car is coming out of warranty, you know what happens. You know what happens. It's like they sit there in the car coming in. They're like, when is the warranty? All right. Needs to work maybe two days after the warranty. Then it can then it can crap out. Uh, and so if your car has, I don't care, 5,000, 150,000 miles on it, doesn't matter. If you don't have the warranty, you need protection for your car. And the best is Car Shield. Check it out now at carshield.com, or you can call them at 800-CAR-6000. Basically, what this is, is you're, you're, you're hiring them to make sure if anything happens to your car, you're not going to have to come out of pocket for it. You're not going to have to come out with, you know, $3,000 for a stupid sensor. Car Shield will have you covered. And if yours is in the shop, they not only pay the shop directly so you don't have to wait around for the money, but they also get you a rental car and they have roadside assistance and everything else. You can have it done with your favorite mechanic or the dealer. It is true freedom and freedom of worry every time that check engine light goes off it's carshield.com carshield.com get covered now 800 car 6000 800 car 6000 use the promo code beck now save i think it's 10 percent off at carshield.com this is the glenn beck program it's funny Stu and i were just looking online for the same exact clip uh, from uh, John Lovitz in Saturday Night Live from 1988 when Lovitz was playing Michael Dukakis and Dana Carvey, I think, was playing George H.W. Bush. And he's like, and, you know, this and that. And uh, the, the, the moderator on SLL, uh, SNL said, Mr. Dukakis, do you care to respond? And he, he just shook his head and he said, I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. <laughs> uh, very, very funny at the time. But that's the way I felt last night about Buttigieg. Stu said the same thing. We're looking for him. He said, are you looking for the, I can't believe I'm losing to this guy clip? And I said, yeah. And he's like, me too. It's so weird. Yeah, I pulled that for Stu Does America tonight. We're, yeah. we're going to talk about Because that's the vibe, right? It Where is. It does feel like as an outsider who doesn't, they're all horrible on policy yeah. to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching them from, as an outsider perspective, just as their, uh, per, you know, a performance and appeal and, it just seems like he's blatantly the best candidate out there. Right. Like, I mean, it's like it's not even close. Like everyone else is like a thousand years old or can't speak, or or both. or a communist, or a communist. Or, or, I mean, whatever. And Klobuchar has like the record that would make her a good candidate, but she's just not very good on stage. She doesn't. She's not good at it. She's too catchphrasey. Now he's he's got a problem with that too. Buttigieg. He's a little bit uh, sing-songy himself at times. Yeah. But he's obviously smarter than all of them. At least last he's, night. I, I don't last even... night his performance, at least because he just had one-liners where he's like really? That sounds like a horrible idea. And it's what the average American must have been thinking right. at the time. You're listening to Glenn
All right, New Year deserves a new pair of Tecovis boots. Start strong with that feeling of confidence and comfort that only comes with a real high-quality pair of Western boots. Even if you've never worn cowboy boots before, Tecovis has the perfect pair for you. Tecovis boots, they're made to honor the cowboy in all of us. And I don't care where you live, there is a part of you that's cowboy, honorable in your daily dealings, authentic in the way we live, committed to the ideals that built the greatness that is America. And every pair is handmade with high-quality, full-grain leathers by world-class bootmakers with no shortcuts or compromises ever. The styles are classic and handsome up any room they're in, and when you wear your Tecovis, I mean, you shouldn't kick down any doors, but it's good to know that you probably could. Tecovis, they haven't forgotten about middle America. Instead, they cut out the middleman, so you pay a fair price. Plus, free shipping and exchanges makes it simple. So find your pair at tecovas.com slash Beck. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Tecovis, Western goods for new frontiers. Our take on last night's Democratic debate, joined by Nick DiPaolo in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Making your home more beautiful and easy and affordable uh, has never been easier, never been better than it is with Blinds.com right now. The number one online retailer of custom window treatments. You can let them handle absolutely everything with their new measure and install service. Now, here's the thing. The great thing about uh, Blinds.com has always been you could do it yourself and they make it super easy, but I'm not a do-it-yourselfer guy, so I've always hired somebody to do it. Well, when you go to a designer, a designer will make sure that they have somebody there to install it and they'll make sure it looks great, but they charge you for the blinds. All of that is built in to the blinds or the shades or the shutters, whatever you're going to put into your home. And so the price becomes outrageous. The thing I've always liked is I could even hire somebody and it's a lot cheaper just to hire somebody to install them because they have the free designer and they're not building that in to the price of the blinds. That's just part of the service. So you're not being gouged. Well, now I think it's $199 for all of the windows. You, you, so you do your whole, you put shutters and things in every part of your house. It's $199. If you want to do it that way, if you don't, you would still do it yourself. But that's crazy. I mean, I was talking to him the other day and I was like, if I'm Donald Trump, I'm building a new hotel. I'm putting all the cur- curtains and the blinds and everything. I'm calling you guys. Yeah, I got a hotel. I got 571 rooms. I want the 199 special. Uh, it is a great, great price. The designer is free. The installation is really cheap. You can still do it yourself. They still have the money-back guarantee or the, you know, we'll remake them for free. If you mismeasure, you make the mistake. It's blinds.com. They're, they're, they're the number one online retailer of window coverings for a reason. They're the best. It's blinds.com. Use the promo code BECK. That's blinds.com. Promo code BECK. Let me go to comedian extraordinaire, a guy who's never softened his approach. Uh, it is Nick DiPaolo. How you doing, I Nick? Saw, the only time I soften it was when I come on this show, Glenn, let's be honest. <laughs> well, and that's not really all that soft, which I appreciate. Oh, my God. Uh, but uh, So, Nick, did you watch yes. it last night? Yes, I did. Yeah. Tremendous. Correct. While I was watching, I came up with a great idea for a sitcom, The Golden Guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have, Ber <laughs> have Bernie, Trump, and Biden living together. You know, Bloomberg is oh the uh, landlord. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> Tom Steyer is the wacky gay neighbor. I mean, come on. <laughs> this, this would make zillions. It, it, was, it was crazy. I, it felt like a really out-of-control nursing home fight. <laughs> Didn't it? it really did. I was waiting for somebody to get hit with green jello yeah. and uh, pudding. And, 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 yeah, expected... and maybe a bedpan fly across yeah. the stage. But the, what were the moderators? They they were like they might as well have been mannequins. They sat there and let that get out of control. You know what it reminded me, Glenn? They were like a boxing a boxing referee when one guy is like unconscious on his feet and getting the crap kicked out, and you're yelling "Stop the fight!" and they just stand there and 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 do nothing. That's what it looked like to me. Well, well, they did nothing. It was, uh, what are you going to do? I, I what said am I going to do? I'm going to have a man moderator step in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to have a big burly guy, like a bouncer from a bar, right. go, hey! Knock it enough off. Enough already. Yeah, I was thinking, you remember the old, uh, uh, the quiz shows where they put you in a soundproof box? No, I'm only 58. But Shut up. Uh, so I think we should put them all in soundproof little boxes. Their podium and everything is in a soundproof box and they can all hear, but the mic just turns off so they can be in there behind the glass talking all they want, but we don't hear you anymore. Sorry. Yes. Time's up. Or even add a little, make it a little funny, have an air horn like you have, you know what I mean? <laughs> just lean on that sucker for 30 seconds. That's not bad. I and was, I was right. thinking last night trap door wouldn't be bad. Oh my God. And yes, they go through the floor. Controlled by the audience. And you have to have, it's like impeachment. You have to have 70% of the audience doing it. But I think we could have gotten that trapdoor at 70% of the audience. I think we could have gotten it pushed. Oh, my God. Can you explain to me, Glenn? And I'm being serious here. I, I, I don't understand. I, I know South Carolina, everybody's going for the black vote there. The country is 60, what, 5% white, 14% black. I, I'm, I don't understand. Like... If well, you because get, like, if the, the Democrats, here. the Democrats have <laughs> always had the advantage has always been the Democratic vote. That's been the swing that they or, well, that doesn't swing anymore. But that's been their edge. And if they lose, Donald Trump won eight percent of the black vote. If he wins fifteen percent of the black vote this time, they're done. There's nothing they can do to win. So the, the yes. idea that the black vote may be in play at all is a very big deal because it shuts them out. But isn't it? A, I'm talking about overall votes. That's what it is. An election. You want to get the most number of votes. It's a tiny slice of the electorate. If you get it, if you get a half of one percent of the white vote. Isn't that way more than you see what I'm yeah, but, saying? But it's yes. But I don't you're, get you're, it. you're you're everybody else is so locked in and the Democrats are in play. The Democrats uh, with the well, and, with the black vote, it's in play. And in, in, immediately. Right. It's 40 percent of the Democratic uh, primary voters in South Carolina, as you point out, Nick. So, I mean, that's why they're focusing on it, at least at this moment. Yeah. Uh, no. But that's always that's always right, a group they're the, pandering the, the, to. But the final goal is a general election. I'm speaking overall. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't understand yeah, I, why they kill each other over the black vote. And it's I such don't. A tiny, I don't. It would, I, it's just math. It it's a, legit, a sincere question. And I love the soup, by the way. You going to court later? Thank you. Oh. Yes, I am. So here's the here's here's the thing that I would like to get to is. Yeah. Can we just talk about Americans? I don't care what color you are. I really oh, don't. I do. Do oh, you? I do. Do you? No, I don't. <laughs> just trying to make you nervous. <laughs> I uh, I mean, who cares? <laughs> 
That's what I mean. If I'm a black person watching that debate last night, I'm insulted at the pandering and stuff. You know what I mean? It's enough of the, uh, that whole thing was like, I love black people more than you do. I care more. And if you listen to the total tone of the debate, you thought it was 1955. Yeah. You know? Oh, especially with the defense of Castro. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) exactly. In 1955, we didn't know that much about him. He hadn't really come to power. Today, we know all of the killing and everything else. That is, what was it when he died? Wasn't it it $9 billion that his family had in the bank account now? $9 billion? I mean, how do you do that if you're not raping the people? No, no, no. Yes, exactly. And I think you guys are right uh, about, uh, well, I love how, like, uh, Liz Warren stuck with her lie about getting fired because she was pregnant. Right. We all know she didn't get pregnant. Nobody slept with that woman ever. Um, (laughs) That's not, that's, no, that's not. How about, that's not. How about, and then Bloomberg, I I love the way Bloomberg came out and tried to say to Bernie that, uh, you know, Russia wants you to win. And, and, And you guys are right. Buttigieg was the best. I think he's the best debater up there. But well, he's, a total he's the phony. He's really far more far left than he comes off. Yeah. with that little Midwestern smile and, and small town mayor. But he's, I, he's radical too. But he is he's level headed. And didn't you think he was a? Well, I thought here. Let me play this. This clip is from Saturday Night Live from 1988. This is George H. W. Bush by Dana Carvey. And uh, and what was his name? John Lovitz. Uh, John Lovitz. John Lovitz. Playing, uh, playing Dukakis. Listen. Her name is Edda Munson. <laughs> now, this is the wrong. She's 94. She's a widow living on Social Security and Sparta. This is the wrong cut. I don't know what I sent to you. I must have sent the wrong cut. That was for my last special. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, th- but you remember where Dana Carvey yes. was saying, How am I you know, losing to this guy? Thousand points of light. We're going to you know, keep, stay the track. And he said, how am I losing? I think that is Buddha Judge yeah. last night. Buddha Judge was the one that was like, I mean, you want to talk about chaos? Look at this. Can you imagine this with Donald Trump? I I mean, he was saying the things that I think the average person was thinking, which should help him pop through the top. But I don't know if he's going to. I can't. Well, he's definitely not in South Carolina. They're not big on. uh, But uh, I I, I think that. um, I don't know. Bernie. This is him toned down. America, yeah, this is Nick DiPaolo toned down. Can you tell? Yeah. Um, Today I, I just can. Cro- yes. I just crossed off nine of the jokes I had written yeah. here. Um, but uh, what did I want to say? I want, oh, I, 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 Bernie is, um, he's got the energy and everything, but, but Buttigieg was right about that. Can you, you think we're divided now? I thought that was the most salient point of the whole debate. Can you imagine if it's Bernie versus trump you think we're divide i i'm hoping that's what it is so we can so we can put this uh socialist wet dream to bed you know trump will crush him like a bug won't he please tell me i'm right don't tell me there's enough people brainwashed i well, wish i could here's what concerns me populism is, and energy and- uh, yeah well both parties have i mean trump has the energy trump has the you know they're you have Bernie Sanders, there'll be people who walking through walls of fire to get to the voting booth to vote for Donald Trump. But the same would be said with Bernie Sanders. I don't think there is many people, but 
maybe there is. But I mean, again, like when you have something like the coronavirus that comes in and wipes out the economy for six months, uh, you know, just something like that is is enough to is he, yeah. really though. If that happens, they're going to blame Trump. Yeah, mean, of course they are. <laughs> they they started it last night. No, but people are that dumb that they're going to. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you know, Trump slept with a Chinese lady at the Golden Garden last night, and he started off. I mean, come on, can't <laughs> you see right? Is this your that? first day in America? <laughs> No, I know he's going to get blamed, but I'm saying people can – you just said it. Trump has this huge follow. I don't think that would be enough. I, I think and it's not going to – I I believe Trump. It's going to be over by April Fool's Day. <laughs> he he's really going to not be on record saying those things. By the way, I sat next to a Chinese woman on a flight to Mohegan Sun with a live rooster on her lap last night. Have a 102-degree fever. So I don't mean well, to be racist, but right. I wore a mask, by the way, too. Yeah. I saw, sur- guy. I saw a guy. It wasn't a surgical mask. No. It was a, a, an SM mask. S and M mask I had really. in college. Uh, well, it was a black rubber thing. Everybody's right, looking okay, at me okay, weird. Okay, I but. got it. So right. I was on a plane the other day, and I saw somebody wearing a mask. Playing. And I thought my ticket was to sit next to them for a second. I thought, I'm not sitting next to the guy wearing a mask. I'm just not doing it. Might have been for his health, but it did not make me comfortable. It didn't yeah, make me comfortable. What do you mean? It would have protected you. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I actually hit my thing and had the le- yellow cup come down. I put that really? over. They said that was illegal. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I took Allegiant Airline. It has the worst safety record. I looked it up right. in the United States, and I could tell because when the lady, the flight attendants were giving that little spiel, you know how mm-hmm. nobody pays attention when they're doing mm-hmm. the demonstration? 150 people are playing like this. <laughs> they were, they were what? Nobody, everybody's paying attention. Like, this could actually have, the cup came down, it was half melted, there was seaweed on it. And uh, I saved 50 bucks to Mohegan right. Sun. That's good, um, that's good. Yeah. yeah, I like that, I like that. Uh, Nick. Uh, yes, sir. The uh, the last thing I want to talk to you about is the is yeah. the coronavirus. Your thoughts on, you know, the CDC yesterday came out and said, hey, we might really want to start to prepare here in America for major disruption. That concern you at all? Yeah, because I'm flying. I've been on a plane three times this month. It didn't bother me, but now it's touching me. I get I, I get nervous about it. <laughs> but I mean, there's a simple solution, folks. Stay away from the bat soup at Applebee's. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the deep, bad. The, the deep fried wings are delicious. Stay away from the bat soup. <laughs> okay. But, but of course, this. Uh, of course, I'm worried about that. It didn't really bother me until I looked at my schedule. This is the most road work I got coming up ahead. And, uh, you know, the career's not going that well, so I don't know. The coronavirus <laughs> might be a gonna, blessing. Where are you going to be? Uh, where are you going to be? I'm going to be I'm gonna be Friday night, the uh, Decatur Civic Center, Decatur, Illinois. Saturday night, uh, Zanies in Rosemont, Illinois. Still haven't made it to milk through your nose yet. No, I'm doing skid marks in Buffalo. Right. Though. That's good, good. good. All right. Thank you so much. Nick DiPaolo, appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, NickDip.com is where you can find uh, Nick DiPaolo. Um, American Financing is our sponsor. What I said to Nick a second ago, in fact, let me see if I can find it. The CDC yesterday came out and said that we all really need to uh, pay attention uh, and prepare for, I can't find the exact wording. I'll I'll find it for you here in a second. But prepare for impact, prepare for severe impact disruption here in the united states and at the top of next hour i'm going to go through all of it for you tell you what you need to know tell you what you need to do to prepare and give you the latest stats but this is a 
This is dicey. And the global economy, even if it's not like it is in China, any place else, the global economy is going to take a real hit here. I would strongly advise you to call American Financing right now. We're at eight-year lows. They just lowered the interest rate again. So we're at eight-year lows for, for financing. If you've just purchased a house even a year ago, you could save a lot of money on your mortgage insurance because, or your mortgage because you're going to be able to um, get a better interest rate if, a, if you have a refi. Please consider consolidating all of your high interest debt and putting it underneath a new mortgage. So if you're getting a new mortgage, you want to refi, you want to consolidate, American financing can help you. If you're a responsible American, uh, and I know you are, and you want to fiscally do all the right things, please make a 10-minute phone call and see if they can help you get out from some of this debt and pay it off faster American Financing is the place to go. AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Call 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds. Station ID. Thank you. Wow, that's what is that all about? I can't. I can't stop. I know. I can't stop so tired. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, program. Bernie's Radicals, the Fires of Revolution, um, is tonight on the Wednesday night special. You can stream on blazetv.com. Also, Blaze TV YouTube. It will be streamed live at 9 p.m., both places. It will only be available on demand uh, at blazetv.com. If you're a subscriber, you can watch it at any time at your convenience beginning at 9 p.m. tonight. Uh, if you have friends and you and, and they're like, I don't, I'm not going to pay Glenn Beck to watch his stupid special about Bernie Sanders, just tell them to look at YouTube uh, and our Blaze TV YouTube channel at 9 p.m. It will not be archived there, but it will be live there at 9 p.m. Also, make them not your friends anymore. Yeah. Uh, you should not talk to those people. Or if it's uh, you and you're you're like, you know, I don't have the money you know, to be able to subscribe or you haven't made up your mind, if it's worth it, just watch it tonight on YouTube. It's really worth the price of admission. And especially for anybody who is in your life that you're trying to make the reasoned argument that, yeah, okay, I can understand how you feel about Donald Trump. I got it. But Bernie Sanders is a different animal entirely. Uh, The radicals and the fires of revolution Tonight, Bernie's Radicals, the Wednesday night special, Blaze TV. By the way, please hashtag Bernie's Radicals, Bernie's Radicals. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be we're going to be tweeting out the information all during the show. So you'll have the quotes and the, the clips of the Radicals. We'll have all of that for you. We're going to be tweeting that out during the broadcast tonight. We ask that you would retweet all of that information. Because somebody's got to do it because the mainstream media is not. A a couple things here. One, the Bernie Sanders thing tonight is important. Even This is, I think, shocking even to Democrats. Normal, average Democrats who think Barack Obama was a good president would look at this and say, wait a minute, because it's even worse than what was on stage last night. Last night was, hey, remember when Bernie Sanders said these positive things about Cuba and he's not really backing off of them all that much. 
but he's qualifying them and he's still being critical. These are people that he's choosing to hire and surround himself with right now, not in 1965, not in 1980, now. These are the ones making the policy decisions. They're the ones running his campaign. They're the people that he has himself surrounded by. And when you see, remember, all of our mothers used to say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I'm going to show you his friends but the people, they're beyond friends. They're the people that are building his campaign and outlining his next, his presidency and his administration should he won. And it is a, a look into his world and his thinking, unlike anybody else is going to show you. And it's critical. And we have done everything we can to make sure that the language and everything else is the way. You can share it with your friends and your neighbors who are good Democrats. Look, go vote for anybody. This guy is in a category all by itself. Okay. And have you considered uh, maybe making available again the coronavirus special from last week? Because I think well, it's it, on this demand. Just hit people yesterday. I think for the first time, I mean, it was something oh, that's over in China. That's weird. What's going on? That CDC call yesterday, I think, really freaked people out. What was it that freaked you out? Well, you're usually a guy who is not. I'm usually the bird flu guy. Yeah, <laughs> you're usually ah, Ebola. It's not going to happen. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't you know, I, I still hold out hope that it's not going to be all yeah. that bad. But the fact that they're to the point now where they're warning average people to prepare for it to be really bad. To maybe you may you may need to be cordoned off for a couple of weeks. Uh, how do how do schools plan for this? How do um, how do universities do it? How do out of any mass gathering? How does it even go on? They're, when the CDC is saying that, they're saying it for a reason. And they said very specifically, it is not a question of anymore of whether this is going to happen. It's when it's going to happen and how bad is it going to be. So I think yesterday was kind of a line for people. And you kind of did this special on coronavirus a week before that line. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be something that a lot of people would want to see now. This is the first tripwire um, that... Uh, that has triggered, I think, real concern. Stu's point is is well taken. If you want to watch that coronavirus special from last Wednesday, please do it. It's more important today than it was even last Wednesday. You can do it uh, in the archives of uh, blazetv.com. Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there's a man walking into a bank to transact his business. And he's not a boastful man, but there is an air of pride, not not dig me, but it's pride. He's not flashy, but you notice him. It's, I think it's his confident integrity that you notice about him. Maybe his boots are the first sign. The clicking sound of, of his heel on the marble floor of the bank draws a gaze. He's wearing Tacovis boots. Now that's a pair of boots that was handmade with love and affection. It took somebody 200 handmade steps to make them their fine leather speaks of timeless traditional uh, style and they're twice the quality of anything that is priced the same as tacovas and they're half the price of anything that is the same quality as a tacovas boot the man walking into that bank has what you want just a an air of integrity of the cowboy speaks for the longing in your heart for new frontiers well i have good news for you you can get your boot now at Tecovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Go to Tecovas dot com slash Beck. Western goods for your frontiers.
Glenn's Wednesday, Wednesday special airs right after a new episode of Stu Does America, where we go over the debates and as well as a new book about Elon Omar. Subscribe now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Day after the debate, our coronavirus is coming up in about 20 minutes. You do not want to miss it today. Um, but uh, let, let's focus on the debate here for a second. I've been telling you for the last hour or so that there was this moment where it was like Michael Dukakis in that Saturday Night Live skit where he's like, I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. But that same clip as we were pulling it, I was listening to it and I thought, that this is the debate last night. Let me show you the two places where where this in 1988 being parodied is happening last night in South Carolina. Listen. Now, there are millions of Sam homeless Donaldson's in this country, children who question. go hungry and lacking in other basic necessities. How would a Bush administration achieve your stated goal of making this a kinder, a gentler nation? Well, well Sam, that's a big problem. And unfortunately, in a format of these debates, it makes it very hard to give a complete answer. If I had more time, I could spell out in greater detail. But I'm afraid, unfortunately, in a short answer session like this, all I can say is, we are on the track. We're getting the job done. We can do more, but let's stay the course. A thousand points of light. Well, unfortunately, I see my time is up. Uh, Mr. Vice President, you still have a minute 20. What? Well, no, Diane, I must have spoken for at least two minutes. Thank you. No, no, just 40 seconds, Mr. Vice President. <coughs> really? Mm-hmm. Well, well, I must have used up that time just in talking about it right now. No. No, Mr. Vice President, it's not being counted against you. Well, I, I just wouldn't want to take up some of Governor Dukakis's time. It, it, it won't. It will come out in the post-debate commentary. You think that's a good idea? You still have a minute 20, Mr. Vice President. Well, sure, more has to be done, but the program is in place. Make no mistake, we are doing the job. So let's just stay the course and keep on track. Stay the course. You still have uh, 50 seconds left, Mr. Vice President. Well, let me just sum up. On track, stay the course. A thousand points of light. Stay the course. Mm -hmm. Governor Dukakis, rebuttal. I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. <laughs> okay. Let me show you where that first part happened. Play cut 10. Yesterday, you released information about how you will pay for your major proposals, but not all of your details are clear. You proposed more than $50 trillion in new spending. You've said Medicare for all will Over cost a $30 period. trillion. Dollars. But you can only explain how you'll pay for just about half of that. Can you do the math for the rest of us? How many hours do you have? Two. <laughs> Two. Two. <laughs> I don't even understand the joke. He's saying that, like, there's so I'm spending so much of your money. The math will be almost in a calculation that cannot be done in a in a short period of time. That's not a good point in your favor, right? I mean, he's making a no, joke that someone it, else... That's what Trump would say in this debate. Right. How much time do you have? It's going to take him forever to calculate that math. Like, this is... Why is he making that joke? Because he thinks that's 
strong. I can't I can't make that calculation in the period of time. <laughs> why? And that's why Klobuchar said two or Warren. We have two hours. She said that because you I can give you all the rest of the debate and you still won't be able to do it because the the calculation doesn't exist. I believe he he did release a plan to pay for his plans mm-hmm. and it paid for about 40 trillion of the 97.3 trillion. Okay. All right. And the 40 trillion mm-hmm. is are, are based on completely absurd uh, estimates as to what he would get out of things like the wealth tax, which by the way is completely unconstitutional anyway is not going to be passed. But even if it did, it wouldn't raise as much money as he's saying it would. You know, we, we, he, I don't he, think you understand what Bernie Sanders... Bernie Sanders is not looking at passing things. You'll notice they all said, well, you know, we've got to be able to come up with a consensus. He has said himself, watch the special tonight, he has said himself, I'm going to be a very unconventional president. I'm not going to wait around for things to be done. <laughs> he's He's... He's going to use the executive order in ways that President Obama and Donald Trump have never even dreamt of. Mm. And he's going to push it through in his own mind, at least. Here is cut, cut number 11. Let's do the math. First of all, let me go. Tom, I think she was talking about my plan, not yours. I think we were right. talking about math, and it no, doesn't take no, two hours well, to do the math. Because let's talk about let's what talk it adds about up to. We math. Don't. Let's talk about let's math. Talk about math. Okay, so here's the math. Nothing, no, here's the math. Excuse me. Can I respond to the Doing nothing is what will happen. Senator Sanders, you were allowed to quick respond, and we would like to allow you to respond. Moderator, guys. Senator Sanders. Senator Sanders. Is my turn. This Senator helps a lot. Senator you have been name-checked. You are allowed to respond. Okay. Aww. Oof. Good for them. Now, listen to Bernie Sanders cut 14 on his hatred for anybody who has any wealth. Uh, Mayor Bloomberg has a solid and strong and enthusiastic base of support. Problem is, they're all billionaires. <laughs> now, if you look... Those people are all billionaires out there. Yeah, the old the, the audience was just dripping in billionaires. You know, one one thing you have to notice by this, and because people said, you know, who bounced back was Bloomberg and Biden. Both of them had good debates. How much of that is influenced by what the crowd does? Because the crowd, and I don't know if they paid people to get them there. I don't know how hard they worked to get volunteers in there that supported those two candidates. But the candidates were cons. Those two were always cheered for. When people wrecked them, they were booed. And I swear, the the difference it makes. Having a supportive crowd behind yes. you in these situations that's cannot why, be overstated. That's why the View has yeah. a, an audience. Mm-hmm. The View has an audience. They they whip them up into a frenzy, and you're not going to the View if you you know it's you're like oh you know what I don't know I'm really deeply conservative religious and I believe in <laughs> Donald Trump. I don't know. I'll give. I'm in New York. Let's do the View. Right. It doesn't happen. Right. It doesn't happen. <laughs> Um, here's Bloomberg now uh, suggesting that uh, Trump is going to cause the spread of a coronavirus. One of the great problems today, you read about the virus. What's really happening here is the president fired the pandemic specialists in this country two years ago. So there's nobody here to figure out what the hell we should be doing. Right. And he, nobody. he's defunded. He's defunded. Uh, 
Centers for Disease Control, CDC, so we don't have the organization we need. This is a very serious thing. The, 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 as you see, the stock market's falling apart because gonna, people are really worried, and they that. should be. We don't have anybody Eric, to respond. That is, that is so Ridiculous. absolutely irresponsible. So irresponsible to say that we don't have anybody to respond. We, we are the United States, and I'm going to tell you about this in about half an hour. The United States is about to go to human trials on a new drug, a new, a, a new vaccine that may work. It is something entirely different. It's not like any other vaccine that anybody has ever created ever before. The tech is so far ahead of the curve. We're about to go into human trials today. The United States of America. To say that we are not prepared for this may in the end be a, a, uh, an accurate statement because when has the federal government ever been prepared for anything? I was on the air the year before Katrina saying if a hurricane hits here, it's going to be the biggest, most dangerous natural disaster in American history, and they are not prepared. Do you remember that show? Mm-hmm. I sure do. A year, I think to the day or within a week yeah. of that happening, a year before, we're never prepared for these things. I've been on the air for 43 years now. I've been brought, I've, I was reading about uh the the uh the russian leaders remember when they all were dying there you were probably about four years old (laughs) they were all dying one after another after another after another and then the pope died and john paul was was brought in i i was doing that in the 1970s in the 1980s i'm telling you i am reading headlines on the air and i'm reading things that I've never seen before. I've kind of seen a lot. I've never seen this before. Yesterday and today especially, I feel like I'm the guy in the movie that's on the radio that's like, and and the virus is spread again, but nothing to worry about. <laughs> the federal government says everything is okay and it's under control. And then they flash to the scene where... It's just chaos outside. Or Morgan Freeman comes in and says, but it wasn't under control. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. I feel like I'm the guy who's reading that stuff now to you. I'm telling you that you should not panic. But I am also telling you in the same breath, I don't believe this is a mass death thing. It's not going to be. I mean, globally, our, yeah, right. yeah, globally, it's going to be, but it's not like this is, this is not Ebola. Okay. This isn't even the smallpox. This is not going to wipe out every mem- Every family had at least one member of their immediate family die. No. It's not going to be that. Okay. What this will be is a major impact on your life. You are going to see things in the next year that you may have never seen before unless you remember the Great Depression. You are going to see grocery stores that have empty shelves for a long period of time. You're going to see stores close, masses amount of businesses going out of business. Those things are very likely to happen just because of the impact in China. But for anybody, anybody 
to use this politically, anybody to talk America down or to cause fear, this is real. This is real. It is going to impact us. The president should not be saying this is going to be over by April because nobody knows. It may be. Hopefully it will be. But nobody knows. But the economic impact is probably already set into place. We are going to be feeling this economically. And it was shameful for uh, uh, what Bloomberg did yesterday for political purposes. I want to tell you one more thing before we take a break. In 15 minutes, I'll give you the information today that you need for the coronavirus. But I want you to understand, going forward, you're going to have to read between the president's uh, words. You're going to have to listen to the CDC. But a president speaks to the world and he speaks to the markets. I think it was the New York Times that said, I don't, can't believe he's talking up the market. Of course he's talking up the market. Do you want the president to say, and a stock market, man, that thing could go <laughs> blow to hell. <laughs> no, let's have him talk up the market. But you have to understand, the president is in a position in precarious times where he can't always tell you everything you need to know because it will affect his words are being watched everywhere. They will be taken out of context. They will be used against him and, more importantly, against you in our economy. He's got to project confidence. So you listen to the president on this, but please listen with a grain of salt and understand what he's doing and what any president, if it was Barack Obama, I would be saying the same thing. What any president should and must do at this point. Keeping information away from you is not what a president does. And I don't think our president will. And I, don't, I hope no president would. That's why I say listen to the CDC. And what they said yesterday, I've net, I have not heard the CDC ever say before, at least in my lifetime that I know of. I'll give you that update. 15 minutes. While we're here, might as well tell you about my Patriot Supply. Um, yesterday, I have my food storage. I got my food storage uh, a couple of years ago, years ago, actually, probably 10 years ago now. Um, and we're set. We're set. However, I hope I'm not having to dip into my food storage uh, at this point uh, and use my Patriot Supply. Yesterday, Tanya went to Costco and she got milk you know dried milk and and things like that that you know we just keep on hand you need to have those things you need to have tuna fish peanut butter etc etc dried milk but please this could get very very bad economically um very bad uh i'm gonna show you what's happening in china a little later on if i have time um, but the economic situation over there is becoming dire, and the average Chinese person is going to have a 50% pay cut this year because of the coronavirus. That is the thing that's going to spread around the world, and I really I, I urge you to do the responsible thing. Right now, they are um, 
offering a special uh, two-week emergency food supply kit. You can get it today. They will ship these out to you in two days, but as of today, they're projecting at least two weeks or more. So if you want to get this, you have to order now. The demand is so high that it'll take you two weeks to get it. You have to order today. They're still honoring their 45% off special, and they'll ship them as fast as they can. You might even want to consider getting a larger kit, but please go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, our coronavirus update, uh, one of the more important ones we have, uh, we have done uh, is coming up in just a few minutes. We're also going to talk to Tom Cotton uh, and see if we can get an update on the weaponizing of the coronavirus. Do we know where this came from yet? Uh, because there's something odd going on apparently in Iran, and we'll give you more on that coming up. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Hello, America. It is Wednesday. Our Wednesday night special tonight is a don't miss. At 9 p.m. Eastern, Bernie Sanders, the radical fires, the fires of revolution. Bernie's radicals tonight at 9 p.m. We're going to talk about that coming up in a minute. But first, our coronavirus update. And today it is one you do not want to miss. What you need to know on what the CDC said yesterday, how it's going to affect you, and what you should do. Our coronavirus update in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There are two kinds of real estate agents out there, the kind that treat it like a hobby and the kind that, you know, they bust their butt because they really care. Now, if I ask you which two, which of the two types you're going to want to deal with when it comes time for you to buy or sell a house, it's clear what you're going to say. I, a long time ago, was frustrated with the hassle of dealing with real estate agents and not knowing. I mean, we just call somebody and we're like, I don't know. I see your signs. I saw your face on the bus board. We don't know who's the best. We don't know why they're good. Well, there is a system to it, and it really has a lot to do with how they advertise, how they um, get clients, especially now in the Internet age, how they get traffic to their websites. And the better they are the more they sell, and that just starts to just compile on itself. So if you want to find the ones that we have vetted, and they're the best, they're the most honorable, and they are the best in the business in your area, please, as a free service to you, just go to realestateagentsitrust.com. These are the people that most of them, I think all of them, are listeners to the program. They're fans just like you. They have the same kind of ethics, uh, and they're the best at selling real estate. Now, if if you call in and you're in a city and we don't have somebody, you know, that we really, really liked, we don't recommend anybody in your area. We won't recommend just somebody. We're going to recommend the best only. So find out whether you're moving and you need somebody in the new place or you're selling and you need somebody there. All you have to do is call realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, our... Coronavirus update today. Let me bring you up to speed. Total confirmed cases, 81,263. The total deaths, 
now 2,770. 43 countries have confirmed cases. Another 14 countries have suspected cases. But most countries don't even have the test for the coronavirus yet. 19% of active confirmed cases are considered serious or critical, requiring hospitalization or ICU. That's 19%. There are now 57 confirmed cases in the U.S., but zero deaths. Yesterday, the CDC admits that it is not a matter of if, but it is a matter of when it comes here to the United States. The U.S. residents, they said, should prepare for the community spread of COVID-19 in the U.S. person-to-person spread at the household, workplace, church, and social event level. I want you to listen carefully to what I'm saying. I don't want you to panic because I don't believe this is a major U.S. death event. This is a major economic event at least first this year. Uh, Donald Trump is kind of right when he says, you know, I think this will be over by April. I don't know if it'll be April, but the flu season is over in the spring. This is a flu. It means it will give us more time. We want to delay this as long as we can to get into summer for the flu season to stop so it, it goes away. So we have the rest of the summer to be able to uh, prepare for what is coming next year. The CDC said people should repair or prepare for requests to self-quarantine, avoiding all unnecessary social contact, both personal and community preventive measures. Now, think of what this is going to mean. This means that for instance, I just read something uh, last night that they're worried now that the new James Bond is going to be a failure at the box office because who is going to go watch a movie in a movie theater, especially in the Chinese market and now in Europe? But I want you just to play this out. The reason why I say, please, this is a 2008-style warning. Hopefully, none of this will happen but we are looking at an event. If you just take the, the, the movies, if people aren't going to the movies, that means they're probably not going out to eat before. So there you hurt the restaurant industry. They're not driving their car, so they're not going to be using as much gasoline. Uh, they're not going to be buying any popcorn. They're not going to be buying any candy. They're not going to be going to the theaters, and the theaters are going to lose money, so they're going to have to lay people off. You see how this trickles down just with one industry. This is going to happen to all industries. It is already happening, and I'll give you the details, in China, but it is going to be happening soon. If you had plans to go to Italy, please do not cancel any plans right now. A, you don't know what this is going to look like. You've got tickets four weeks away, eight weeks away, 12 weeks away. You don't know what this is going to look like. Beyond that, if you would have canceled your airline's uh, flight, if you were flying, uh, flying Air Italia, and you last week would have said, I'm going to get ahead of this, I'm going to cancel, you would have lost money. Today, Air Italia has said, we're going to relieve, if you want to cancel, there's no penalty. So there are uh, reasons 
to stay reasonable and make the decisions at the last minute. Prepare to go. Just know that you're going to have to evaluate the week before. But don't cancel things until you know. Churches are going to have to start thinking about how are we going to meet. Personal preventive measures, including frequent washing of hands, cleaning of frequently touched surfaces, and common practices that would prevent the spread of a cold and flu. Community preventive measures include the possible, this is from the CDC yesterday, they include the possible closing of schools or teleschooling, working from home or telecommuting, and the postponement of events such as sporting events, concerts, trade shows, etc. Think of the money that is going to be lost. I'd rather lose money than lives, but I want to emphasize this to you because if you're in business, you should batten down the hatches. To give you an indication, I live my own words. Uh, I am in the middle of redoing this entire studio. It's the 40th anniversary of this studio complex. It's never had a coat of paint on the outside, okay, ever. It's a concrete building. It's never had a coat of paint. I wanted it to look nice, so we've painted it. It's taking four months to paint this building. It is so huge. We're painting it inside and out. The outside is four months. We're redoing things. I've already spent money and torn this building apart. I have to put it back together now. If I had the information today that I would, that, you know, two months ago, I would have saved the money and said, you know what, we can wait on everything. Let's just wait and see how things work out. Because major disruption is coming. So just prepare for that. Face-to-face, -face, according to the CDC, face-to-face -face interaction should be reduced whenever possible, as should physical contact such as handshaking. CDC indicates Americans should be prepared to be self-sufficient for up to two weeks in case of an at-home quarantine if it is required, including two weeks' worth of food, water, medicines, and all other household supplies. This is not a drill. I just read a commercial, and this is not a commercial now. I just read a commercial for My Patriot Supply. I've been telling you about My Patriot Supply for a long time. I told you about a month ago, you know, now's the time to get something. And they were offering a 45% uh, special. They're still doing it on their two-week kits. The deal is, two days ago when I was reading that, they weren't behind two weeks in shipping. The demand is so high now, it could be two weeks or more before you get your emergency supplies. If you want things like that, you've got to order them right now. It's you, for this, again, not a commercial. I don't care what you do. Uh, preparewithglenn.com is where you can get the emergency food supply. It's 45% off. You can go to Costco. I've done both. I have both. My wife just went to Costco yesterday. She got peanut butter, tuna fish, dried milk, things that will last, things that are high in protein, things that you must have in the house for two weeks. This is, we must prepare for something without panic. We must prepare for something that we have never seen in my lifetime. 
now in Hong Kong because things are so bad. Imagine you can't go to work. Imagine you work at the movie theater. No one's going to the movie theater. They're closing things down. You are a part-time employee. You're not getting a paycheck, yet your mortgage still has to be paid. What's happening? Well, this is what's happening now in China. Hong Kong is now giving each adult $1,200, and they're making $15 billion available to small businesses. There is bailout that may have to happen here in the United States because of this. And it's not because of business mistakes like the last bailout. This is because there there could be a point to where there's no business. Now, some good news. There is a new possible vaccine, but it is not just a new vaccine. It is a new kind of vaccine. A U.S.-based drug maker, you know, the ones we all are supposed to hate, has sent a new experimental SARS-CoVid-2 uh, vaccine to the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases to begin clinical trials. It's the rapid development of the coronavirus vaccine. It's not notable j- just because it's less than three months from the discovery of the virus, uh, virus, but because the development of the vaccine is a brand new type of vaccine. Traditionals, uh, traditional vaccines, they have basically, you know, what do they call it? Inert. It's, it's uh, a dead virus. And you have to inject the dead virus into you that tricks your body into thinking, oh, you're getting sick. And so you get a little bit of the sickness and your antibodies are triggered and it helps you uh, not get it when you're actually exposed to the virus. The problem with those vaccines is you have to grow the virus in giant vats, then kill it, then put it in the vaccine. This new vaccine is different because they have synthetically constructed an RNA strand from uh, a scratch that mimics this, but it is not the coronavirus. And this RNA strand interacts with the healthy cells inside, and, but it doesn't take over cells to produce more of itself in the way live viruses do. So this is an experimental vaccine. It is far simpler to make because you're not having to grow the virus, and working with live virus obviously is really uh, tricky. The effect should be the same. The cells should produce antigens that will cause the immune system to pr- produce antibodies, We don't know, but if successful, it will be the first time any vaccine of this type has been produced, and it could pave the way for producing similar antiviral medications, uh, not using live virus, which is really, really good. That's an American company that did this. Michael Bloomberg saying that we're not prepared and we don't have the people is untrue. The world will look to America to solve this problem yet again. And my guess is if it's not us, it'll be the Israelis. But we, through capitalism, will solve this problem. By the way, the United States, there was a global test of coronavirus uh, emergency staging that happened two years ago or three years ago? Two years ago, yeah. Two years ago. They did it all over the world. Number one in, in readiness was the United States. 
It is the reason why we have 56, 57 people here and zero deaths. And our number isn't climbing yet. It will because more people are going on planes. But do you remember what happened right after 9-11? We were told our patriotic duty was to go spend money. And you've got to get the airlines flying again. As we... As we stop flying, as we stop doing the things we always do, I warn you, real economic trouble is on the way, and that will change everything. We have to be calm, rational, and leaders so it doesn't change our political landscape for the rest of our lives. All right. Taking seven months off from work to recover from an injury is not an option for a lot of people. Um, Robin from Ohio works in a correctional facility. And after breaking her wrist, she was given the bad news. She's really determined. I mean, she was like, I'm not I, I'm not going to sit at home for seven months. So much to the surprise of her occupational therapist, uh, Robin was able to return to work almost three months early. And the reason why she believes at least is because most of the pain was gone she was able to work through her pain and and work through her therapy a lot harder because of relief factor it reduced the inflammation which helped her heal faster and helped her deal with pain when taken properly relief factor attacks the inflammation that causes much of our pain 70 percent of the people who take it go on to buy more and it costs only 19.95 to start their three-week quick start trial if you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. We break for 10 seconds, Station ID. Uh, I want to talk to you about restoring the covenant. It's happening in Gettysburg, July 4th. All of this flu stuff should be behind us by then, at least for the summer. Um, but we are watching things. We have a big cruise coming up. We're watching things day to day to day. And, um, you know, we, we, we just don't know what's going to happen. Things could be better in three weeks, could be worse in three weeks, but none of us are going if it's going to be bad. We're watching it. Don't change any of your plans on anything. Same thing with July 4th in Gettysburg, but I think this is becoming more and more important, and maybe we're going to be humble enough to do this. Um, we are going to restore the covenant on July 4th in Gettysburg, and we invite you to bring your family there. Uh, it'll be summer, so it won't have to worry about the flu, um, but uh, we invite you to bring your family there and restore the covenant. And even if it is bad, we're going to do it online. Even if we all have to do it in our own separate places, we're going to do it online. I don't think there's anything more important right now than restoring the covenant. The covenant is something our pilgrims made. George Washington uh, remade it on his inaugural uh, address in that day. And then also uh, Abraham Lincoln made it the last one at Gettysburg. We have rejected God. We have gone against all of his uh, rulings. And God will have a humble people. And this special land, and I fear we will we will lose our right to this land if we are unrighteous and we don't turn our ways. The good thing is, is we always make mistakes, but we always turn back. But we are so far down this road, I don't know how to turn back, quite honestly. 
because our kids and everything else have been so indoctrinated and the world has changed so much. Humility is coming our way. And when we are down on our knees, we can remake our covenant and reclaim those blessings that have been promised to us. Uh, please, I urge you to go to glenbeck.com slash restore and reserve your place uh, so you can be there. It is, it's going to be a literal once-in-a-lifetime, four-times-on-this-continent kind of event. This will be the fourth time only since the pilgrims that this has been done. Each time it has been done, it has been a significant event. Uh, we want you to participate, so please plan on your family coming July 4th. And again, we'll give you all the details and keep you up to speed on everything that is going on. But continue on, make your plans. Uh, and if you cancel at the end, then because of things are, you know, it's an act of God kind of stuff. But that's what we're looking for is an act of God. And I have a feeling the humbling is coming. And we want you to be there for the covenant to be able to say, we're turning back to you. Please help us. It's in Gettysburg, July 4th, Restoring the Covenant. Just go to glenbeck.com slash restore. One of the reasons why we need this is we are turning into a country I don't even recognize. If you watched the debate last night with Bernie Sanders, uh, Bernie Sanders is not a Swedish socialist. First of all, there is no such thing anymore. They were socialist back in the 60s, 50s and 60s and early 70s, and then it collapsed. And the socialists here never have allowed that to get out. But he's not a Swedish socialist. He is a communist. He, and you saw part of that last night. And that is quite a, a, a statement to make. But tonight, in a very reasoned way, I am going to make this case all with their audio, their own words. The people surrounding Bernie Sanders at 9 p.m. tonight. It is a don't miss. You can watch it live on Blaze TV and Blaze TV's YouTube at 9 p.m., 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. And it's only on demand at blazetv.com. Don't miss it. The Wednesday night special. Bernie's Radicals, The Fires of Revolution. Watch it with anyone who's thinking maybe I'll vote for Bernie Sanders. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay. Uh, you know, what I've been saying to you here for the last half hour, please look into your finances. You know, the stock market was down. I don't even know. It must not be down too bad today because I, I haven't seen any news alerts uh, yet coming across my screens. Uh, but uh, it's down almost 2,000 points in the last two days. Uh, as things in the economy get worse, that is companies saying, I have to protect, I have to lower my expectations on what we're going to make, and people starting to pull their money back. Well, where is that money going? Gold is now at, a, I don't even know what high, but a super high uh, right now at uh, $1,700. It was yesterday, $1,700. Please consider having some shelter from the storm. I'm not talking, don't pull all your money out and put it in gold. That's crazy. 10%, 5%. 10 is what I have, but that's for me and my family. 
but Goldline are the people that can help you with this. They can make it super easy. They'll explain it to you. Don't make the decision today, but make the decision to call them today. Goldline.com, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. Tonight is the big special Bernie's Radicals, the fires of revolution. Go to blazetv.com, use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks, and you can watch it on YouTube for free. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Glad you're here. Uh, I want to show you, if you happen to be watching on The Blaze, I'll describe it if you're just listening to us, but uh, play the video of the Minister of Health yesterday uh, in, uh, in Iran. He's just standing next to the guy. They're giving this press conference, and he is sweating profusely. He's wiping his face. He's wiping his nose. Uh, and they're saying, hey, there's a coronavirus thing going, going on. Well, he has it. He has it. So I mean, you have a scene from Chernobyl, the series on HBO, yeah. where like all the state representatives are up there. Yeah. Hey, the, the, you know, the roof yeah. is fine yeah. up here. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not. I mean, it is. It's crazy what's going on. And the numbers in, in Iran don't make sense because they are worse than they are in China as far as the death rate. Uh, Tom Cotton has been trying to get to the uh, bottom of this. He is the senator from Arkansas. Tom, welcome to the program. How are you, Senator? Hey, Glenn. I'm good. Thanks for having uh, me back on. Good. Now, we found out, and I can't, I can't, I can't seem to figure this out, and I know you, you're the guy looking for answers, but um, the China State newspaper says that the coronavirus didn't come from bat soup in that market. They have not been able to find patient zero, and it, 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 it didn't come from there. And this is really important that we find these things. You said about, I don't know, six weeks ago that you were concerned that it might have been a weapon from that bio-level four um, uh, plant, if you will, there in uh, Wuhan. Have you found out any more? What are we thinking this actually, where this actually came from? No, Glenn, we haven't found out anything more, in part because the Chinese Communist Party continues to restrict access to Wuhan uh, in general and the laboratory in particular and continue to be dishonest and deceitful about this virus. However, I would note that just over the weekend, the Global Times, which is the Chinese Communist Party's international propaganda rag, admitted that their first origin story, which you cited, Glenn, that it came from a food market in Wuhan, was false. That was conclusively established by Chinese researchers over a month ago um, in the report that I was citing in mid-January. That virus went into the market before it came out of the market. At least 14 of the first 40 cases had no contact with the market. So it raises the question, where did it originate? And we don't know. Now, it could have been another food market. It could have been a farm. It could have been a food processing facility. But obviously, when you have... China's only super laboratory that deals with human infectious diseases, including the coronaviruses, just a few miles away from the food market, it is only responsible and reasonable to ask the question. You don't even have to say that China was engaged in dark biological weapon research there. You simply say they had bad safety practices. Maybe they were researching vaccines or diagnostic tests or therapeutic drugs. But they simply won't provide us any answers. And until they provide us the answers, until we can get our hands around how this outbreak started, 
we need to ask the questions and demand answers from the Chinese Communist Party. So is there anything I thought of you immediately when I saw this come out of Iran, because they're immediately saying this is an American uh, Zionist plot against China and against Iran. But the numbers are so skewed in Iran, and I trust them less than I do uh, uh, China. Um, but their numbers are so skewed. Their numbers are saying that there is a 20% or a 19% death rate of those who are getting coronavirus in Iran. And I thought, well, geez, Iran, China, North Korea, they all kind of work together on, you know, bad things. Is there a, are we looking into what's happening in Iran at all? So you are correct, Glenn, not to trust the government of Iran on this matter or anything else. And I, I suspect that one reason those numbers are so skewed in Iran is that Iran is still lying about these cases. They got to the point where they can no longer conceal it from their own people credibly, but they are still managing the flow of information. But they're saying they're saying now that there is, I guess our scientists, as much as we can, are saying there is no connection to China, that there's no patient zero there either. Um, I have not seen those reports, Glenn, okay. um, but um, I, every every case in the world of which I'm aware has some kind of connection back to China. It may be two or three persons removed has some kind of connection. Okay. You are correct that it's not just the governments of Iran and China that collaborate a lot, but there's obviously a lot of Chinese tourism that goes on in Iran. There is a lot of Chinese labor that is exported around the world to fund uh, remittances back to China. Correct. So that's, all, that's a second possibility for the outbreaks that you see in Iran and throughout East and South Asia and the Middle East is Chinese migrant labor going to these countries. Um, but the reason I suspect that you see such high rates uh, of mortality in Iran is that they are underreporting the cases they have. Unfortunately, they were probably lying all along, hoping that they can conceal the cases that are present in their borders, and they got to a point where they decided they couldn't do so anymore. I mean, I don't know if you... I don't know if you saw, Senator, the video that we just played um, that I was just describing on air, that um, the health minister, the, the head of the health ministry in Iran, standing next to another guy from the health ministry, and the the main minister is already feverish. He's breaking yeah. out in a sweat. They now admit that he does have coronavirus. But here's this guy telling everybody what's going on, and he is... He's sick and spreading it to everybody else who's I, in the room. Yeah. I, ha- I have seen that video, Glenn, Crazy. And, and it would it would be you know funny in a Monty Python kind of way oh, if, yeah. it weren't, if it weren't so serious. Um, and this is why, when there's so many unknowns, why it's so important that we continue to err on the side of caution. So that we can continue to overshare information yeah. with the American people. We be upfront and honest with them about what we know and just as important about what we don't know. And that while we are prepared for the worst in the United States, we are working overtime to prevent the worst. We, um, you know, there was a test two years ago here in the United States for a coronavirus outbreak, uh, not this one, but for an outbreak like this. We were number one in the world on response. We were the most prepared. Um, I believe we are prepared, but I don't, I mean, we haven't, if this goes through, we haven't seen anything like this in over a hundred years. And, you know, there's going to be things we're not prepared for. I'm really concerned about the economic impact. Uh, Do you believe our government is moving and doing all of the things that we can do? Is, is the administration doing all the things? 
I, I know that the, the president, who plans to speak to the nation later today about uh, the coronavirus, is deeply engaged, and he's driving a lot of the response. Um, I think that we are doing everything we can at this point. The only thing I would like to see happen faster is to get testing kits out of the headquarters of the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta and get them to all 50 states. So out on the front lines, you can have prompt tests in a matter of hours like we do with the flu, as opposed to tests that take a matter of days when they go to and from Atlanta. And there's only uh, are there only four states now that have those testing kits? Unfortunately, that's the case. So I think that I, I think both the CDC and the Food and Drug Administration should aggressively use their emergency authorities under established law to encourage laboratories around the country to develop kits, get those verified, and get them used in addition to producing more of the established kits we have at CDC headquarters. Um, you would think a, that there would be a big market. Somebody, a capitalist, would look at that and go, that's a growth market. And these, uh, yeah, and these laboratories, um, you know, whether they're at academic institutions or big hospitals, they, they develop their own tests frequently for all kinds of maladies, so there's no reason they can't do so now. Um, but with the proper standards and protocols, it will accelerate the dissemination of test kits all around the country. Because even if we do have an outbreak, Glenn, let's say, you know, that we get five Five people in uh, Columbus, Ohio, come down with coronavirus. Mm-hmm. It is mu- if we know it early and we can isolate those five people, that's much better than if there are 50 or 500 people. Yeah. So it's not just a matter of trying to prevent every single possible outbreak, but also containing it as quickly as possible. The economic impact, unfortunately, is going to take, take to a degree, as we saw in the markets this week. We, our economy is already um, dependent uh, in many cases on supply chains from China. I think this is going to open a lot of eyes to a point I've long made, which is that we should not be dependent on China in that regard. Thank you. But one way, one way to mitigate the economic impact here in the United States is to prevent large-scale outbreaks. Yeah, you know, we've always been blessed by our oceans. Air travel has changed this uh, somewhat, but we've always been blessed by b- these oceans that surround us, uh, and we've, we're pretty isolated, um, you know, compared to everybody else. And it has protected us, and if we can stay healthy, um, you know, and keep our doors open and get the resources that we need, we will be able to nurse the rest of the world back to health. Uh, but if we collapse... Uh, this is not good. It's really not good. No, we, no we, we should be leading the world in both diagnostic testing, therapeutic drugs, and vaccine research. And, and I'm confident that the best minds we have, both in and out of the government and private research um, organizations, can develop a vaccine, develop therapeutic drugs much faster than some of the Debbie Downers predict. Do, you, do you believe this is virus X that we've been looking for for 10 I, years? I hope not, Glenn. I hope not. I hope I hope this is a, a virus that we can bring under control and that we can develop quick testing for, we can develop vaccines for, we can identify the kind of people who are most vulnerable to it. Right now it looks like the elderly and the medically infirm are the most vulnerable for yeah. severe cases and bring it under control as quickly as possible. And but not yeah. and not kids, right? It's not hitting kids the same way it hits old people. It's still it, that's still an unknown. Okay. But among the reported confirmed cases, it appears to impact more severely than the young and the healthy. Um, but again, that's why we have to be prepared for the yeah. worst, even yeah. as we try to prevent the worst. Thank you so much, Tom. I appreciate it. Senator Tom Cotton, uh, who has been on this from the beginning.
I appreciate your candor and uh, all of the efforts that you're making. Let us know how we can assist you. If there's one thing you can count on, it's that cybercrime, it's a train that's going to keep on rolling. The Postal Service just issued a warning about a series of email scams where cyber criminals notify the recipient about a failed delivery attempt of a package worth $100,000. And all you have to do is call the Postmaster General and give him your personal information, and then you can come and pick up the package. Uh, sometimes you even have to pay the online postage charges. Yeah, the U.S. Postal Service doesn't do that. You know, when, and you find that out after you've paid everything, given them all your information. Then you go to the post office and they're like, this, uh, this is not from us. I don't know what this is. You have to be aware, and cybercrime is affecting all of our lives, and identity theft is a serious issue, and sometimes identity, somebody's identity is stolen every two seconds, and it might be yours, and if you miss it, it can be too late. If you're only monitoring your credit, there's a good chance you're going to miss it. Things like your social security number, there's all kinds of identity threats that are out there. The good news is... You, no one can prevent all identity uh, theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But if something like your social security number is, is stolen and LifeLock is on it, LifeLock has the team to help fix it. They don't just call you and go, hey, sucks to be you, huh? They fix it. I wouldn't even know where to begin on how to fix this stuff. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using promo code BECK. That's promo code BECK at 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Yeah, we're in a situation. Tomorrow, Stu, we should talk about this um, because uh, you have a serious situation happening with COVID-19 or the coronavirus coming an economic problem uh, that we haven't possibly, possibly haven't seen since the Great Depression. Um, And unlike 2008 or even the Great Depression, it's not anyone's fault. This one's not going to be anybody's fault. This isn't because everybody just went out and they were reckless in the Chinese government. Yeah. (laughs) Well, but but it's not like we were, you know, buying to the houses we couldn't afford, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we were doing that, but that's not what's causing this. This is an act of God. So how do we hold America together? You know, in 2008, hey, you know what? The banks made their bed. So no bailouts for the banks. How are you going to do that uh, and keep America afloat? And I'd like to talk about this because I have some ideas on this, but it's like really controversial. It's really quite crazy. But the other alternative, I think, is going to be international socialism and Bernie Sanders. Uh, So we'll talk about that uh, on tomorrow's on tomorrow's program. Tonight at nine o'clock, I urge you, urge you, please start tweeting now. Hashtag Bernie's radicals. Um, But. Uh, start telling everyone you know to watch tonight on Blaze TV. They can watch this Wednesday night special about Bernie Sanders. Anyone you know that is trying to make the case that Bernie Sanders might be a good guy or he's not unreasonable or whatever, we have to nip this in the bud right now. He's not Larry David. This isn't funny. This guy is a radical revolutionary. Barack Obama was a Marxist, but he was a Marxist uh, progressive. He believed in the slow road. That is not what Bernie Sanders believes in. And, you know, all of our moms told us, 
Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. I'm going to show you not his friends. I'm going to show you the people who are building his campaign, who are his advisors, the people around him, the people who are knocking on doors, the things they are promising right now. They're not afraid of saying it. He's not afraid of saying Castro was a good guy. Well, is that as bad as it gets? This is a must-watch special tonight for anybody who has anyone in their life that is thinking, oh, Bernie Sanders isn't so bad. You need the information to be able to arm yourself. Now, tonight, as you watch it, watch it with a second screen so you can follow us on Twitter and on our social uh, platforms because we're going to be tweeting out all of the information about Bernie Sanders and who these people are that we introduce you to tonight. We're going to be doing it during the live broadcast at 9 p.m. Again, you can watch it live on uh, blazetv.com. And you can get the archive, so it'll be on demand, you know, as of 9 p.m. at blazetv.com slash Glenn. If you haven't signed up yet, please do. Uh, you get $10 off tonight if you do it right now at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. Your friends can watch it on our Blaze TV YouTube channel for free, but it is there's no archive. You have to watch it from the beginning at 9 on YouTube, but that's a way for them to watch it for free. Make sure you see every minute of this tonight.